Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. City Podcast. This is the premiere episode of your Premier League champions, Manchester City. I'm your host and degenerate City fan of over 20 years, Jim Martin. A lot has happened since Manchester City clinched the Premier League title and locked in their spot in the Champions League final. That's right, you heard me before. Manchester City is playing in the finals of the Champions League. Upon making their way to the finals, this is what it sounded like down the pub when we had some pints and gave it a go singing a song. Blue Moon! You saw me standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own I say Blue Moon! You saw me standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own I said Blue Moon! So here's a new segment. But I guess everything on here is a new segment, as this is the first full episode. This is something we're going to call Dumb Thing of the Week! I just think it's pretty dumb that Scott Carson started his first game in the Premier League in 10 years. He lets up only three goals, but he gets the win, 4-3, against Newcastle. And then, our number one keeper, Ederson, also gave up three goals, but lost 3-2 against Brighton. I smell a keeper controversy! No, I don't. That would be stupid. And that's why this has been the Dumb Thing of the Week. And now it's interview time. The following interview was conducted with the host being under the influence of a considerable amount of pints. City had just clinched their way into the Champions League final, and Man United ate a bag of dicks and lost, so City locked in the Premier League title again. So, cut the boy some slack, all right? Joining us today, we have writer, producer, massive Man City fan, and Hollywood bigwig, F.J. DeSanto. F.J., tell me about your Man City experience, and tell me when you became a fan, and where you be- came from. Where, where I became from? I became from grandchild of Mancunians. So I got very lucky that my grandmother and her family came to New York from Manchester. So they were blues. And I had grown up hearing about the blue team, the blue team, the blue team. And living in New York, it was a little easier to to get access to these things. So especially like in the late 90s in particular is when I started being able to go to, you know, bars in New York and, and you know, watch games sporadically. I mean, it was a lot harder than, especially those days, City wasn't really on TV that much or featured in any way. So it became because a mythological we were relegated. Thing. We were yeah, relegated yeah. at the time. So, so, so it, was like, it was like, oh, could you find a tape? Yeah, but there was something fun about liking the, the shitty, you know, lower division team while you had all these other people, you know, into United and stuff like that. There was something about the fuck you nature of it back then. Um, so that that's where it all started. And sort of, 
I didn't really join the formal supporters group until the one in to the New York Sky Blues probably just after the takeover. You know, some point after 2000, the takeover. 2008 or something like that? A little, maybe a little like, later than that, maybe like 2010. Because the irony is that where I lived in Manhattan at the time uh, was just a couple of blocks from the Mad Hatter, which was the bar slash pub that they frequented. So I just got lucky one day. I saw the the old crest, the, the not the current one, the previous one, in painted in the window. And that's how I was the, able the, to... The, that was the New York Man City supporters group. That was like the yeah. big one in the States at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it still is. Still is the sort of the biggest and the best one. The, uh, but that's... Well, I mean, know, the, I mean, there, 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 there's some big ones in Los Angeles. Don't get me wrong. There's too many in Los Angeles, but and mostly filled with <laughs> assholes. But the... The but what happened? That's right, was, and I'll be there this weekend. No, <laughs> exactly. But the, then there was a point where I was going back and forth between New York and L.A., and I'm sure you're eventually going to have John Sharp on on the the show. Yeah, if he can wake up. Yeah. Yeah, well, he'll never wake up. Um, the but John was the one. He was just happened to be on a Christmas holiday in New York. And I'd been going back and forth between New York and L.A. at the time, but I didn't know where the supporters group was. And he brought me into the L.A. group. So there were a number of years, and that's where I met you, where I was sort of going back and forth between the the Hollywood group and the New York group. I was sort of, you know, by coastal. You were by. Yeah, oh, I was, very, I was quite by. That's what I meant. I was yeah. quite by. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then subsequently ended up moving here and, and have now sort of – you know, been part of the drama of multiple supporters groups in Los Angeles. Uh, that's the short version. But, you know, like I said, I come from a family of blues, but, um, you know, are you a Yankees last... fan? No, I was never a baseball fan. It's just football. Uh, see, that works out. That works out because the, the whole impetus for me becoming a city fan, as you know, was my high school girlfriend's dad kind of compared the Red Sox to the Yankees and said the Red Sox were like Man City and the Yankees were like United. Right. And I was like, oh, well, you can't support United. No, you can't. And no one, no one. And that, that ding it. right there denoted it as well. Exactly. Sorry, I was shutting off my technology. No, turn it on. Bullshit. Turn it on, babes. It's good. Turn on my technology. But um, yeah, that's sort of the the brief history of it. So, you know, the good news is when people sort of go, Oh, you're an American. You can't be, you're a fucking plastic. You know, I've at Who least, have that? The, I have the kit to prove it. You know, like I have the kit to mostly Twitter assholes, you know? Oh yeah. The well, whole, the, whole the, the, the fakes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody, anybody can be a diehard supporter, but um, yeah, that's I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be in anybody, man. I'm, I'm trying to be done. You're getting there. The you're you're like when I used to be in the New York group, I was like the ambassador for anybody who visited. I'd sort of talk to them and welcome them in. You're like the ambassador for everybody who's even been there a hundred times. Actually, that's a better term. You know what we should use in the Hollywood MCFC supporters group and other groups anywhere? Rather than secretary, because let's face it, me legs don't look good in a skirt. But what I was can... I? What was I when I was in that group? Oh, I believe the was vice I the president. Social media guy? No, I don't think I was you were the vice president and social media liaison. I believe. Uh, I was. I had the Twitter before it was taken from me. So, like, if you were ever on the Hollywood Twitter a couple of years ago when it was funny and sarcastic, it's all been scrubbed now because they want 
those supporters group things to be family friendly and the, the clown who runs Hollywood, you know, sort of hijacked it from me. Um, and, but I mean, but I mean, I don't know what the timeline is. I mean, I'll tell you this though. Our name is on the edit head on the walk-ups when you walk in and it's prevalent the second that you take the bus from uh, uh, city square in Manchester up the, the first, one of the first thing you see on the right up top is Hollywood MCFC and that's dynamite. Yeah. But you know, like, but then you went and we lost whatever game that was. And there was that asshole well, photo you of you up. smiling you in the stands yeah. after a loss. Yeah. Everybody was yeah, furious yeah. with you. You were, you were fucking embarrassing. Smiling after a loss like that. I smiled because I knew that this was Pep's vision. You were ahead of your time. This was Pep deciding that he was going against the grain, against what's smart, against winning, because he knew that losing now would mean winning later. And that is exactly why he did what he did. He showed up crap against a couple teams and then went, you know what? And then when I was on my plane back, you know what I did? Yeah, sure, I talked to Chris O'Dowd. Sure, he asked me, oh, who's going to win today? I'm, I was, Chris O'Dowd. He's always yeah, at the oh. Village Idiot. He's always at the Village Idiot. And, that, and this was 2019, I believe, right? Remember when we watched the one that they lost? Yes, it was at my house. Remember we watched that with my nephew? Shout out, Shipbird! Yeah, with Shipbird. We went with, to watch, but we, we drove to the Village Idiot. And it was filled with dippers. Yeah. Well, we weren't there. You know, we didn't start yet. But but the dippers were being led by Chris O'Dowd. Famously from the IT crowd, less famously from Bridesmaids, and also from just being a major dude who actually can have a laugh. Yeah. I wanted to go back and rub it in, but they won it next year, so who gives a shit? Yeah, but he, he asked for consent, and you said, I don't use consent when okay. I rub it in. There's some, I can't wait till this audience gets used to you, but, um, but, but, you know, you're being, you're being funny about Pep's plan about playing shit, but I actually think that factored into this season. And I, I think, especially in the beginning when he was doing the draws with United and the, uh, the dippers and all that shit, like, I think that was all part of his plan to figure out what worked and test these little bits out. And, you know, I haven't really gone back and, you know, I'm sure the season review videos and shit are going to start now. But I think, you know, even the. Oh, I have like three going. Yeah. Game the other day is all part of the Champions League plan, meaning he doesn't want De Bruyne. He doesn't want Chelsea to understand how he's going to play with De Bruyne and Foden and Gundo and Bernardo. So he's going to play the other, other team to sort of study them and how they operate. Like they just, as we're taping, they, you know, Chelsea just lost now. I think they had a bunch of changes, but it's the same philosophy. But I also think backtracking to Pep figuring out what, you know, I've been listening to a few podcasts the last couple of days where they're referring to, to him that, yeah, because the fucking dog wakes up at four in the morning. Um, but the pragmatic approach he took this season, especially where I think he understood he had a solid backline with the inclusion of Diaz, which sort of, I don't want to make another rubbed off comment because you'll say something, but with Stones and Walker and Zinchenko in particular. Bringing in Diaz, who, I mean, we all thought 
that last season became a shambles because Laporte went missing and because of his injury. And then Diaz came in. Yeah. And I thought Diaz might be the um, sub in for Laporte for FA cup for league cup, this, that, the other, but it turns out Ruben Diaz fucks and Ruben Diaz decided that back line was his Ederson and him are simpatico and what's happening is structured football in the back and that allows our midfield to be an attacking midfield you with football in the back but anyway the (laughs) the, the, I mean I totally agree with you I wish I just think once Pep figured out that back line and how to keep it solid defensively and I think to your point about Laporte being injured last season, I think the majority of the last season was overcompensating for the fact that we didn't have that structure in the back. And fucking Garcia, sometimes Stones was non-existent at that point. So, but you love Eric Garcia. No, like, I fucking hate Eric Garcia, and I'm glad he's gone. Tell me more things about Eric. He's a Barcelona bitch that Pep loves him, and but I think because now, you know, I think the biggest surprise of the season beyond signing Diaz was the resurrection of Stones. I think once they had that solid back line, he could figure out how to approach the attack. And I hate to say it, but, you know, Jesus is Jesus, and that new format didn't work. Can I ask you a question about what you said about John Stones? Yeah, right. So I remember a time uh, a couple years ago in which um, John Stones uh, was – it was kind of a shambles at the back. It was when his marriage wasn't going well. There was this, that, the other. And I remember uh, speaking of your nephew, uh, Shitbird, he said uh, verbatim, John Stones lost his confidence. And the rest of the morning, evening, afternoon, all of it was encompassed. Um, FJ just teased him. Teased him. Oh, my confidence. Oh, John Stone's confidence. And this season, the entire media narrative is, oh, John Stone's confidence. And I just wonder, has Shipbird called you out on that yet? Uh, he did. He was. He felt very justified. Um, I bet that felt good for him. He got, you know, he's a big boy now. He got in his own apartment and all that shit. Like, suddenly... Football is secondary to girls and living alone and all that shit. I still, I still, one of the best pictures I have is the two of you standing together. I, I, I forget what season it was, I, but I have the picture of both of you. We were losing, and I think we were playing Barcelona or somebody like that. I think it was Champions League. And both of you just with the fucking arms folded, staring at the TV in the pub, just angry as fuck. And if that's not the picture for this podcast, FJ has not sent it to me. Yeah, well, I'll get I'll get it to you. But um, I think it's I mean, it's old Sorry, enough wait. to still Sorry. be on Facebook. And if not, sorry. And if that's not the cover for this podcast, sorry. If that's not the picture for this podcast, FJ has not sent it to uh, me. I'm, I'm going to get it to you. I promise. I want to go off more about um, uh, the game we had against Chelsea for for the Premiership. No, the one last week. This past weekend, it was awful. It was fucking awful. Yeah, I, I fucking 
was so mad at that game. I mean, nine cha- nine changes. You have to have nine changes, though, don't you? You have to, like, after you just dominate PSG and just go and go, yeah, you know what, I'm going to do nine changes. Sure. Let me tell you, even with that many changes, we should be winning that. The Aguero thing with the Paneka just infuriated me on such a level that, like, I couldn't believe he did that. You need to have somebody that's confident you're going to take a fucking shot that you have to defend, but we haven't had one of those penalty kicks in a goddamn age when KDB's not on the on the pitch. Or no, but Anderson there's no, there's no excuse for that. There was no excuse for that. And No, it was funny, though. I mean, it was funny. It wasn't funny to me at the time. Um, no, it wasn't funny to me at the time either. I was very upset about it. Yeah, I just, look, it is what it is. But the, and that non-call for the penalty at the end, the when the guy molested Sterling. Uh, it was in his bum, wasn't he? His knee was in his bum. Yeah, I mean, he violated him like five ways to Sunday. And... I was just, you know, like, how does that fucking happen? And it was only on a Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, five ways till Sunday. So that means every single hole, including the ears, on the way to Sunday. Sorry about it, Raz. You didn't do the right thing. I, I think what will happen is, you know, we'll 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 realize that this was all part of Pep's plan, like you said to you know not give Chelsea anything but also to rest these guys like you know like if if we needed to win on Friday he'd probably play the fuller team but I think now in the next couple of matches he can mix and match a little bit get everybody into shape and then I think whatever the last game is before the Champions League final whatever the last day game of the season is which I think is Everton um he'll play I think whatever version of the Champions League team we're going to see and, you know, that's going to be... It's going to be all Garcia, all Mendy, all Rodri, and you will be so Mendy, excited. another one who's got to go. He's, he's got to... He's just got to go. He, and, it, those surgeries lost his legs. He used to be a speedster. Yeah, and I hate it. You know, like, I hate that he's... I mean, he's charming as hell. Well, I don't know where I was reading or on listening to, but it's you know supposedly he's still a you know like real presence in the like a positive presence in the in the dressing room. You know what I mean? Like, of course he is. Yeah, I would be too if I could provide nothing other than jokes. Like, yeah, it's like oh, on the pitch I'm shit, but don't worry about it. In the locker room, I'm gonna make you laugh. That- that's kind of what you are already. I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Also, make sure to subscribe. Uh, believe in Man City Podcast. So as we were discussing, uh, Manchester City has won, I believe, is it three out of the f- past four Premier League championships, FJ? Yes. And... Two out of those have happened because Manchester United have lost. What? Yeah, I mean, which is hilarious. I mean, you obviously you want to win it on your own, but there is something about winning it at the expense of them. 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 Yeah. The, but was it was the last time that we won thanks to them? That was were they with Mourinho? Yeah, when and they Mourinho lost was to the like baggies. Yeah, touting. 
that coming in second place to City was an achievement, which is a bizarre statement, but also true. And then you have Ole yesterday, sort of like, or the last couple of days, like, like it was an achievement that they had ran, quote unquote, you know, ran us to our destiny within like 10 days of the season left. Like it was some kind of achievement. You know, it's just, it shows their loser mentality that now they, in, since Ferguson left, what was I reading yesterday? Since Ferguson left, They've never finished above. Was us. that two thousand? Was it twelve? Was it eight? Was it ten? Thirteen. Thirteen. I think he leaves. Yeah, right in there. Right, right in those numbers that I just said out loud. And now a special statement from a Manchester City fan about his opinion on other fans. Oh, I, I, I have this fuck you opinion now. Where, you know, it is tribal and we banter back and forth. But at a certain point, like because we were so bad in the beginning of the season and Pep was able to tinker with everything and change it and tweak it. I I really have a chip on my shoulder with everybody who said, well, it's all about money and it's all about this, etc. You know, like all the bullshit, because it really was about the tactics and the man management and the 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 players were stepping up in a way like, you know, when we first won the title, we were the, the bulls in the China shop, the young kids who had broken through. And now I feel like we're smart and we're cunning and we understand how to, you know, see things out like a big team. And I, you know, and everybody thought Liverpool was going to come in and dominate. And I, I just love how they've melted and collapsed in such a significant way where they 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 might not even get Europa next year, you know. And actually, I think Kip. that makes them a little more dangerous if if everybody comes back because he only focuses on the league anyway. So even if he doesn't have Champions League, forget it. Uh, FJ, can I ask you to come back at some point so we can discuss our opinions on what Jurgen Klopp has done, how he's been, what he's acted like, and, and what he's done to his teeth? Epic burn. Anyway, um, will you come back on sometime? Anytime. Anytime. Um, So I just want to say this is believe in Man City because City believes in you. Come on, City. FJ, give us a shout out. Come on now. I believe in Man City. I believe in Pep. And I believe we're going to win the Champions League. And I'm fucking ready for it. Yeah. I, oh. Oh. I just shot myself. All right. I'll Please keep that in. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. So there you have it. The first episode of the Believe in Man City podcast. Once again, I'm your host Jim Martin. You can find me online on Twitter and Instagram and all the others with the tag at Barely Sarcasm. Thanks for listening, and for me to you, stay blue, baby. Well, that was dumb. Why'd I say that? Ah, don't worry. I'll change it next time, or I won't, and I'll probably say something stupider. So, yeah, keep listening. It's going to be a good time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.